You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of today's episode is Cars I Have Known and Loved, the 1966 Ford LTD. Who can you count on when things don't go as planned? Getting my driver's license was not just exciting for me, but for my dad as well. He was excited that he would not be quite as busy as our chauffeur, as he had been up until now, as both my younger sister and I were involved in a number of things that required rides rather regularly. Since my mom did not drive, and my older sister wasn't too thrilled about driving us around, getting my license was celebrated. Dad also decided that if I had my license, maybe a car that I could use, besides his business van, would be a welcome addition to the number of vehicles sitting on our driveway. How handy it was then that our neighbor was selling his red 1966 Ford LTD four-door car, just as Dad was thinking of buying a car. This red 1966 Ford LTD was in mint condition, even though it was 10 years old. Our neighbor and his wife had no children, and he was a very attentive vehicle owner. Getting oil changes done according to the manufacturer's guidelines, washing all the dirt and grime off the vehicle regularly, and cleaning the interior in ways I was not aware vehicles could be cleaned. After some negotiation with the neighbor, the Ford LTD hopped over to our driveway and became our family's second vehicle to use, namely, the vehicle Cheryl could use to cart her and her younger sister around when my dad was not using it. It also became known as the Cherry Bomb, and this was the nickname we all started to call it. Dad's generosity in letting me use it rather regularly was not something I took for granted, as many friends of mine did not enjoy this luxury. One Friday night, several of us high school girls decided to have a night out, and I was thrilled to offer everyone a ride in the Ford LTD, also known as the Cherry Bomb. First, it was off to one friend's home to get her, then another, and finally off to pick up two sisters who were going to join us. The car was loud with our chatter and laughter, the radio was on, adding to the noise, and we were all excited about heading out for the evening on our own, with no need for parental chauffeurs. As we turned from the sisters' home onto the highway that would take us for our night out, there was a loud bang in the cherry bomb, and it immediately stopped right on the highway. The radio fell silent, and so did we. I decided to check under the hood to see what had happened. 
even though I had no idea what to do were I to find something wrong under the hood. However, it just seemed like the right thing to do. So I popped the hood, got out of the car, and took a look at the engine. Well, what I saw was not at all what I expected. I couldn't see the engine. The reason it was so difficult to see the engine was because it was no longer in the position it was supposed to be in. It had completely tipped to the right side of the car and was facing the side of the car rather than being upright and facing me. Well, I did not expect this drastic of a situation under the hood and was completely flummoxed on what to do. By now, several of my friends had joined me to look under the hood and all commented that this was a really bad scenario and probably not one that could easily be rectified. On top of our challenge with the engine sitting on its side rather than upright, we were now dealing with a large group of young men who thought that perhaps we could join them for their night out. They were shouting at us from a nearby apartment building that they could use our company and were just getting their party started. Since none of us girls were interested in joining them, we decided instead to encourage them to come and help us move the vehicle to the side of the highway. Thankfully, several of the guys took us up on our invitation. And although grateful for their help, we told them we would decline their insistent invites to party and instead wait for help. Who to call for help? I immediately offered my dad as the one to call, as he could fix anything. This was his car and he would want to ensure we were all taken home safely. Off to the phone booth with quarter in hand to make the call home because yes, there were no cell phones then. I explained to my dad what happened and he immediately said he would be over to take us all home and then figure out what to do with the car. He arrived with his business van and just as we all piled in to get rides home, it ceased to work. What a night. Now there were two vehicles on the side of the highway that were not working and we still had no way to get our friends home. Thankfully, the sisters thought they could call their dad, as he too would be most willing to get us all home safely. In a short while, their dad arrived and offered to take us all home. My dad even got into the car and decided that he would need to get my sister's car from home. Then he would return to the highway to see if he could at least bring one of the two vehicles we owned home from their temporary spot. Once home, Dad and I convinced my sister to lend us her car, and off we were to get the businessman home, as we knew the cherry bomb would need to be towed to a garage to get help, that none of us present were able to give it. Dad and I were able to get the business van to run by using jumper cables, and then I was going to be the one to drive it home, making sure never to shut it off on the way so that another boost would not be needed. Dad made sure the cherry bomb was locked and all items of value were removed and we said goodnight to it, knowing that the next time we saw it, it would be in the mechanic's garage. Once home, I thanked Dad for being willing to come and take care of us. I let him know that I didn't take this help for granted, but really appreciated it. You see, as a high schooler, I was not always grateful, nor did I recognize the efforts my parents put into taking care of us. The cherry bomb made its way to the mechanic's garage and its diagnosis was that the motor mounts had rusted through. And as I had turned the corner, they decided at that moment to completely give way and throw the engine of the car to its side. Apparently due to our neighbor's great care of the Ford LTD when he owned it, 
There was little damage done to the cherry bomb engine, and the motor mounts could be replaced. A few days in the garage, and once again, the cherry bomb made its way home to our driveway. This Ford LTD saw many, many more adventures, not only with us girls, but also with us as a family, including trips to Eastern Canada and several other places. The cherry bomb served us well, and it was sad when we had to say goodbye to it several years later. Almost five years ago, my mom died after courageously battling cancer. My mom and dad were married for 54 years at the time, and her death was an enormous loss to our family, but especially to my dad. Dad had just turned 100 years of age when she died and could not fathom that she had died before him, as he had always envisioned that he would go before she did. My parents lived in a gorgeous condo with a view of the river out their living room patio doors, and Dad was not ready to leave their home after Mom died. However, his ability to entirely care for himself wasn't there, and so we needed to decide how to accommodate his desire, yet make sure he was well cared for. Thankfully, a care plan was made, allowing me to carry the role of main caregiver of my dad, with the aid of family and paid caregivers. The opportunity to return some of the love and care dad had lavished on me, including rescuing me from the cherry bomb car dying on the highway in high school, was but one of the reasons I was delighted to take on this role. Now I could accommodate his desire to stay in the condo, and I could give back to him just a portion of what he had given and continued to give to me. Who knew that many years of counting on my dad to care for me would now result in him being able to count on me to care for him. The song, Be Strong in the Lord, is sung by the Gospelite singers. It has been taken from our archives here at Square One World Media and reminds us of who we truly can count on in life. Be strong in the Lord and be of good courage. Your defender is he who is always the same. Mount up with wings as the eagle ascending. Victory is sure when you call on his name. Be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord, and be of good courage, for he is your guide. Be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord, and rejoice for the victory. Mighty commander will vanquish the foe. Fear not the battle, for the victory is always his. He will protect you wherever you go. Be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord, and be of good courage, for he is your guide. Be strong, be strong. For the victory is yours. Be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord, 
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Coming from a nursing background where she always related to people one-on-one, Irene Marsh loves the way radio reaches so many people at once, particularly those she would never meet with conventional nursing. Those who have nowhere to go, those who don't have the courage to come to a clinic, they can always listen to the radio. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. When you face a challenge, isn't it great to know that there is someone you can count on to care for you? Who is that someone for you? Maybe at times it feels like we have no one to count on for help or to be there when we face a challenge of one sort or another. Just as I can no longer count on my dad to be there for me, as he died just over a year ago. However, I learned and continue to learn that God longs to be there for me when things are going well, but also when things are not going well. Before Jesus went back to heaven, he promised us that he would leave a helper for us, the Holy Spirit, so that we would never be alone. Here are the words Jesus spoke to us in the book of John chapter 14. The whole chapter is worth a read, but I will only read verses 25 to 27 from the message. I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife dot C-O-M, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com.